What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Drew Presents with your boy, Drew. Um, I forgot my name there, nah. With your boy, Drew T. Um, maybe I should start going by Drew T as opposed to Drew Thomas, like saying my whole name. Because, you know, right now there's a lot of scammers out here. And these motherfuckers is like, you know, I don't know if you... Okay, this I was even going to talk about this, but this brings me to to this just saying scammers. Is it me or has these scam calls and these scammers have gotten like a little bit more savvy? Niggas is calling from wholesale stores. Like I got a call the other day. The shit said Target. I'm like, Target? The fuck is Target calling me for? I don't even have a Target credit card. There would be no reason for Target to actually call me. But I pick up and it's something like, oh, yes, so who's like, click, hang up. But most people know, who know me, know I play games with these people. Like, if you want to call me and say, you know, your social security number has been hacked or this, whatever, whatever, or this has been hacked. Oh, I'm going to play games with you, motherfucker. You want to play with me? I'm going to play with you, too. But then someone told me that I should probably stop because they might could trace something through your phone and the dark web. And so now, as soon as they say some stupid shit, I just hang up. But... If I got time and I think it's okay, I'll play with your ass. Um, but I think that the, it's really getting a little crazy out here with these with these scammers and these hackers. You know, j just just be careful with your shit. I even saw, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Portia from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She had just recently, uh, she was buying her fiance like an engagement ring and she showed her American Express card. And I'm like... You may want to be careful showing that because people, you know, they love to slow down, slow-mo, pause, take them credit card them numbers right off that damn card. And you'd be like, oh, shit. How did that, <laughs> how did that happen? Um, so just be careful. So anyway, going into my week thus far, or last week, because clearly I'm a week behind, um, it's kind of hard because I don't even remember what the fuck I did, you know? You just try to think what you did. So, um, I guess I'll just talk about this experience. My experience with with buying the home. Like, for some reason, I've been a little overwhelmed with trying to figure out, um, as far as furnishing, as far as what, to, uh, what appliances to buy and things like that. Now, luckily for me, I do have a partner that's... Um, buying it with me so we kind of have you know two incomes sorry that's my ipad don't pay that no attention <laughs> so luckily for us you know there's somebody to lean on but i've always i always told my friends like you know how i move and just the type of person that i am i always pride myself on being an individual and always trying to not rely on anyone else because you know, whether that, that person could get up and walk out tomorrow and be like, fuck you. Or I could get up and walk out and be like, fuck this, I don't want to do this. So I always rely on myself and I never count someone else's pockets because you just never know. You know, so here it is. We could be like, oh, yeah, so you save this, you save that, and together we'll buy this. So there could be a whole bunch of problems with that. It could be one, the person doesn't save the fucking money. So now... We sitting here in the middle of Best Buy or Home Depot or whatever trying to buy a washer and dryer and it's egg on your face because you ain't got the motherfucking money. Because <laughs> this motherfucker ain't, ain't bring his, 
end of the he didn't hold up to the end of his wait. I'm saying it wrong. Hold on. He didn't hold up the end of his bargain, right? Fuck. Y'all tell me what how it's how it goes. I can't remember right now. It's a lot on my brain. Um so so that could happen, or it could be something as small as um that person might not be there at the store with your ass. So you'd be like, because, you know, let's be honest. Like, things happen all the time. Like, people cheat. People leave because their mental health. People, it could just be a multiple reason why someone, why you and that person might not end up together or whatever the situation is. Um, so that's just always how I've been. I've always relied on Drew's income only and not to 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 count someone else's pockets or be or be reliant on someone else. Now the good thing about it is that so then if I do go to Best Buy and great, you do have your stack or whatever. Great. Okay. So now I'm good. I don't have to worry about having two thousand versus me just having one thousand or whatever the amount is. And it's something that I guess it's something I learned through my parents because I felt, you know, for a little bit that I feel like it gets a little it gets a little crazy talking about parents because you don't want to tell their business, but it's also my experience. So no shade to you parents. But I felt like my mother a little bit relied on my dad. And um with that being said, I think some I, I don't wanna say it it made her less of a woman, but I feel like it made her reliant. You know what I mean? And I also felt like for him too, like he relied on her as well. So for me, I always feel like if any place that I will live in, I always have to be able to afford it by myself. Any car that I'm going to purchase and let's say I'm going to lease or finance and I can't just pay it outright, I always have to afford it by myself because that's just how I want to move and how I want to do with things. So if something was to happen... You know what I mean? I can always be like, all right, this is the situation. So I'm kind of a step ahead. And that's just something that I feel like my parents have taught me um, throughout their relationship, you know, not to be reliant on the other person. And now do they have that? I have no idea. Maybe I could have them on and they can answer that question for you guys, if you even have that question. Um, So yeah, that's what's going on with me for the week. Like I said, the house and hopefully... (sighs) Hopefully there's no hurricanes, there's no tornadoes to stop this building process, but we are ahead of schedule right now, which is great. So I I love the fact that we're ahead of schedule because no one likes to be delayed. So it's actually, actually, as of right now, the closing is happening a little bit sooner than anticipated. But you know, like I said, who knows what will happen. There could be um, hurricanes, there could be um, snowstorms because we are about to go into winter. Um, all of that stuff. But being that we're in fall, like, why does everyone like pumpkin, like, spice coffee or what is the other one called? Uh, like, tea. And they come with this pumpkin. I'm like, who the f- Why does everybody want to do, do pumpkin? Nobody wants to be, have no damn pum- pumpkin-flavored-ish. I don't, and it's no shade to the Caucasian people. It's no shade to you guys. But I feel like most, most people... And maybe I shouldn't say most. Some people or the people that I know, I don't think I know one black person that says, hey, let's get some pumpkin spice <laughs> from Starbucks. I don't know anybody. Do you guys know anybody? 
If you guys know anybody, I want you guys to hit me up and let me know that I know somebody that loves to drink pumpkin spice, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what it is because I don't even drink the shit. I don't even eat pumpkin pie. Like, ew, who eats that? Disgusting. All right, guys, let's roll into these topics. Topic number one. So about two weeks ago, um, I was on Twitter just scrolling and I stumbled upon this post by Dr. Curves. And what he was he was gonna be doing a procedure which was called the penis <laughs> enlargement, right? Now I don't know how many men need this, um, but <laughs> I don't know why I find this shit to be so funny. Because if you think about it, women, you know, they get their BBLs. I mean, men are getting it now, too. And then there's such things as like breast implants and things like that. But why does it seem like you getting your <laughs> your penis enlarged? It's just comical to me. Like, Why? And maybe it because because like I feel like maybe if I just had like a small penis, it might just be like, well, I guess I need to get this done. And maybe women are teasing him or say, oh, it's so cute. But I'll be honest with you, looking at the before and the after, um, the before picture, I mean, it was when it was erect, it wasn't like it was huge. It wasn't like it was small either. Um, it, it just looked to me, it looked like a normal size, like it was fine. So I guess he just was unhappy with it. So they show you a before and after of it um, being erect and also being soft. So with it being erect, it just looks like... I don't even know how to... I don't, I'm sorry I'm laughing. It just looks like a fat ass cucumber. That's just what it looks like. like it didn't, obviously it didn't extend in length. It just, he pumped it up to give it more girth. And I'm just like, uh, it, it just, it, or maybe, maybe it just needs to be done on another penis and it could be like, okay, okay, I see. But I guess if you probably had a nice looking penis or a nice sized penis, there would be no reason for you to really go in there and get this procedure done. Because maybe the guy's penis is just not the most attractive and... Well, is there such thing as an attractive penis? I don't even know. I mean... <laughs> I think there probably are some attractive ones. And then there are some ones you'd be like, oh, no, no thanks. You know, depending on if it's ashy, if it's oily. You know, if it's... You know, I guess there's a lot of things that come into play when looking at them. But I just found it to be so funny that... This is where we're at Now. Like, we're showcasing this, and, you know, by all means, I feel like, you know, I'm not trying to diss Dr. Curves or anything like that, but what happened to people just being happy with what they got? You know what I'm saying? Like, looking at it, if you, if looking at it, and I want you guys to look at it, just go to his Twitter, Dr. Curves. Looking at the before he did anything to it, it was fine, like... What was the issue? Now, if you had a baby dick, I can I might understand like how y'all see some of those transsexuals who you know 
they go from female to male and they be having a little... Now, I understand that because it's just... That shit is not even as big as my pinky. And it's like, oh my God. What are we doing here? Like, how are you getting pleasure out of that? But that's a whole other topic. I just don't understand why men feel the need to do this. So I think I'm going to have to research and find someone that wants a penis enlargement or who's just unhappy with maybe the girth or maybe the length because they're having issues in the bedroom or maybe they're just not having issues in the bedroom. You know what I blame it on? I blame it on this fucking gray, gray pants. Wait, what is it called? Gray sweatpants season because, <laughs> which I don't understand why people get so caught up in this. Like, ooh, gray sweatpants season. I can't wait. I guess it's kind of like the guy's when it's like summertime for the girls, because they know the girls gonna take their clothes off and they're gonna be seeing cheeks and breasts. And so I guess the women get a little excited about this. And yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, when the sweatpants get put on, most people, some people are showers and some people are growers. So you can't really define what's going on until they whip it out. It's almost just like a butt. I always tell people all the time, like sometimes. You can hide an ass. And you be like, wait a minute. Because I think a prime example of that is, I don't know if you guys know, Cynthia from the Housewives of Atlanta. When she was in that bikini, I said, well, God damn, where was she hiding that butt from? And even, um, damn, it was somebody else. I can't think of it. But it was somebody else. And I was like, what? Erica Badu. That's who, when she did that stupid window seat video. And I was like, damn, she holding. But... Sometimes when you see people with their clothes on, it's just not what it seems. So it could be the same with the men. Like, you'd be thinking, like, oh, he ain't got nothing there. But he might just be a grower. Or it could be somebody that's there. You'd be like, damn, he holding. But that might be his max. You know what I'm saying? That might be the max of his penis. And the funny thing about it is... I I feel like a pervert. But I was also on Twitter, and they showed this guy... Who clearly was a, a grower. Like, they showed it, and it, it was so small. I was like, damn. And it was like, but just wait for it. So I knew something was going to happen. And th- when I tell you that shit grew, you was like, well, goddamn. So looking at it, you would think, okay, probably if he's just, you know, obviously relaxed in his gray sweatpants, you're not going to really see anything. And it would be like, oh, beep, beep. You're like, oh, it's a little baby. Hi. Um, And then obviously when it's time to get in the bedroom, you know, you might be, you might be sitting kind of high up, sitting high up there. Um, But I say all of that to say this. I I saw the, the beginning of the, I mean, not the beginning. I saw the before of the surgery. Now I see the after. And I just think it's not something that you should do. I think that if you're probably someone that probably has a skinny penis, maybe this might work for you. And maybe if you're not fulfilling your partner and they just want to be, I mean, I guess, spread a little bit. Or maybe they were spread by the last per- person, so your pencil dick is not working, working for them. So maybe if you're looking to get... um If you're looking to get girth, I think that's probably the best surgery for you. Because clearly his... Penis became a, a fat-ass cucumber, and it just looks a little odd to me. But, you know, now that I think about it, too, I remembered someone, like, 
I think his name was um, Dwight. Yeah, Dwight from Housewives as well. He So he had got a penis enlargement. But, I mean, obviously we never saw the before and after, so we don't know what it looks like. But I also remember that kid, he did like an HBO special. He proposed to his girlfriend on national TV and she said no. <laughs> and, you know, because, no, no, no. She didn't, did she say no or yes? No, no, I think she said yes. And then when they got home, she told him no. I can't remember. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. But in any event, that's what happened. She ended up breaking off the engagement. I and mean, he asked her why. She said, because you have a small penis. So he basically did this research on ass, like all these things to make your penis bigger. I believe he went out of the country and he was basically like, oh, there's this needle. You would just stick it in the head of your penis and it'll help it grow. So he ended up not doing it and just being satisfied with what God gave him or provided him with. So my thing is just that if you have a small penis, and you, I mean, obviously, if you're straight, I guess you better be the best pussy eater that you can be. And if you're gay, I guess you better be the best ass eater, dick sucker, whatever your partner likes that you can do with. You can work that tongue is pretty much what I'm saying. And same for women. If you want to get your breasts done... The breasts look pretty good. So I think maybe that's just what it is. So I think maybe they just have to work on the penis enhancements. Because I'm pretty sure if we probably go back to like some of the first breast augmentations, I'm pretty sure some of them will look a little crazy. And, or even, because um, I don't even, I mean, I don't know. I think they went from silicone to something else now. I'm not really, really sure. But yeah, that's my evaluation on it. Save the penis enlargement. Let these people go do theirs first if you need one and finally let technology catch up or maybe they'll come up with some better solutions to help these penises look a lot better once they're post-surgery. This is topic number two. Next, I want to move into something a little, um, I don't say, want to say it serious because I feel like I find humor in everything that I actually do. I try not to make life so serious because I feel like, you know, so most of the times you have to be so serious and professional at work. So I feel like this is like a time where you could just relax and enjoy and just listen to my beautiful voice if that's what you like to do. But I wanted to talk about being black um, in America, obviously. And I don't want to give a cliche answer because someone asked me to talk about this. And, um, you know, I, I think, so I'm going to start in the beginning. I think when I was younger, it was a lot easier to deal with this. I think being black was just, you just was black. So I woke up black, it was, it's who I was, and I went to work. I didn't really, I didn't have any problems at work or anything like that, nor do I have problems now, but I never felt uncomfortable, right? I just felt like it, was, it is what it is. I, I show up to work, or if I was going to the store, or whatever the situation was, if I was going to interview, I was just Drew. I felt like I was just drew like I just said however now I feel pressure you know so like even 
going into the doctor's office sometimes, I'll feel like, oh, wow, I'm the only black person in here. And I was trying to figure out why does that show up? Why, why is that a thing? Like, why, is that, why does that pop in my head? And I said, I think it's just due to the, the times that we are in. Because I feel like everyone is talking about race. Everyone is talking about, um, you know, trying to include people or whatever the situation is. So, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. So, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to explain some of my difficulties of just being black in America. So, like for instance, if you go into a store, right? So, if I go into Target, I feel fine, right? I'm in Target. It is what it is. No one's following me. Blah, blah, blah. But if I go into Louis Vuitton, someone's following me. Someone has asked me lots of questions. Oh, do you need any help? And you know, one person was like, well, maybe they just, because the experience, because, you know, you're going into a high-end store and they want to be able to say they went above and beyond. And I said, nah, I see what you're saying, but there's a difference between Target and Louis Vuitton. And it has nothing to do with service. I think it just really has to do with, oh, these are black men. They look, they probably can't afford anything in here. So let's just keep a close eye on them. So how that shows up is what I'm, how it shows up is that it makes me feel like, like an outsider, you know, even if you, even just recently when I was in, I was working with uh, three Latino women and I was the only black person and they all spoke Spanish. And I mean, they spoke English too, but you know, when they would get together, they would obviously speak Spanish with each other. And I felt like an outsider again, you know? And I felt like, well, damn, like, yeah, they could speak in English if they choose to, but they could also speak in Spanish. So I guess for me, is it difficult? I think it is difficult. I think, imagine waking up every day, right? And whatever you have to do throughout the day, having the weight of walking into this place and... The first thing you think is, oh, am I the only black person in here? And then let's take it one step further when someone says to me, oh, you're so different. You're not like the other ones. <laughs> and then people are like, what? wait, what? What does that mean? And I'll never forget. I remember when I was about 15, it was me and my two friends. We was all, you know, in high school. And, you know, back then in New York, we would get on the train and go, you know, go to Jamaica Ave and... Um, Manhattan just to get, you know, like school clothes for school. And now I think about my parents was letting me go and I was only even 15 years old. But you know, whatever. We're, this is New York. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, and we're boys. I probably shouldn't say that because they're like, what do you mean you boys? Anyway, um, so we would do that and I remember we was on the train and this lady older white woman, she came up to us when we got off and she was like, I just want to say you guys were so well behaved and I, I can't remember exactly. You guys were so well behaved and I'm glad there need to be more kids like you guys on the train. Now, at the time I was like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Like we had, she said, your parents did a good job. Now, mind you, this was probably about 2000... I believe, about 2000, 2001, something like that. Um, yeah, 2001. 
when that, that took place. Now, I feel like if that took place today, I would have a completely different response. And why is that? Because I think we have to, like, we feel this pressure to almost let people know, no, don't talk to me like that. I'm not every black person is, you know, rowdy or whatever the situation is, but don't point me out. Just enjoy the experience. It just it is what it is. And some things should be kept to yourself. It's how I think that we probably would view it today. Whereas back then I told her thank you. But today I would have a completely different response. So I need to figure out where that comes from. What brings that out? What is causing me to be that way when it comes to white people? And I think by me talking this out with you guys, I think me sitting here is really, I think I kind of almost figured it out. It's not me wanting their acceptance. Because prior, and it probably was like unconsciously me saying, oh, I'm approved. I'm the exception. I'm the good black person. But now I'm like, oh, fuck y'all. I don't give a fuck what you think. It is what it is. And I think it probably stems from the Black Lives Matter movement and us being out here standing up for our people and saying, no, you know, we deserve a, a, um, a seat at the table just like the next person. But doesn't mean that it doesn't come with pressures and it comes with anxiety and things like that. Because sometimes even... For your fellow, for your fellow, um, your fellow black people, like if I come into a room, it's almost like you feel like, oh, I gotta have your back, or this person should have my back because we're both black and we're the only two black people in here, you know, or even sometimes you'll see they'll try to group you guys together, and you're like, bitch, what? <laughs> but you know the funny thing is that I never ran into this problem when I lived in Atlanta, because it was predominantly black <laughs> when I was at work. It was like the white people were the minority, which was kind of crazy. I should move back to Atlanta. That's probably what it is. Get on the next thing smoking out there. The funny thing is I'm just sitting here and I'm talking and I didn't, you know, I was responding to what somebody asked me, but I didn't know what the hell I was going to say. So I don't even know if what, I, if what I said made sense. And if you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about, Drew? I'm so confused. We could be confused together because I'm still sitting here like, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on here? But no, all jokes aside, I, I definitely feel like that's what it is. I think it's not wanting the acceptance, not caring about the acceptance because I'm me. Whereas I think, right. Well, damn, it was that long ago? Yeah, 20 years ago. Damn, because I'm 35, yeah. So 20 years ago, I subconsciously wanted that white woman's acceptance, whereas today, I would probably, like like I said, I'd probably be looking at her like she's fucking crazy, or what? What does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, why are you even talking to me? I didn't do anything to you. I'm sitting here just like you're sitting here. Like, don't stereotype me or try to judge me or put me in a different category. And, you know, sometimes you hate to be combative, but I also think that, you know, some people, you have to watch them because they'll try to put you in the box. And then they want you to, they want you to have that, that pressure of, oh, you're different. Don't worry, you're different. We, we know, we know. You're not like 
Tyrone. Oh, I hate to say that name, but you know what I mean. You're not like that person. You're different. You're the exception. And I don't want to be the exception. I just want to be Drew. I want to be the person that shows up. I want to be the person that says, good morning. I'm here because I'm just here. We have reached the last topic of the night. Or of the show, I should say. But I'm recording this at night. Um, and I want to bring up, like, sexual harassment. Um, this kind of stems from something I was reading where... <sighs> okay, so Chris Cuomo was in the news. I don't know if you people who don't know Chris Cuomo, he's um, on CNN. He has a famous brother who was... Well, I should say famous. But his brother was the governor of New York. And he was... Um, Forced to resign because of some sexual um, some sexual misconduct that came up. Whatever, whatever. I'm not trying to... What's the word? I'm not trying to say that, you know, the victims don't matter and things like that. I just didn't follow it, so I don't really know. And I'm not trying to, like, just throw it to the side. But he was forced to resign because of it. So, Chris Cuomo basically was um, working for ABC at the time. And... He had a boss who, whatever, whatever, they were friendly at work. And then I guess she left the, the, the job, so she was no longer his boss. And then he saw her at a bar, and he squeezed her behind or something like that. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and now it's this big mess that she decided to release. And I believe this happened in like 2005. And it is now 2021, and she decided to release this. Now, at the time, in 2005, she did say he emailed her and he apologized for doing it. And whatever, whatever. So I guess that apology wasn't good enough because she decided to write about it in this little story or whatever it was. I'm not too sure what it was. And she's mentioning what he did. So I don't really want to talk about them because I, you know... It's just like, uh, it's annoying. But I wanted to talk about sexual harassment. Like, when we are being like, I don't want to say sexually harassed, but if somebody's doing something to you, but I mean, it, it is what it is. It is sexual harassment. If someone does something to you, do you think that we laugh things off too easily? Or is it just like, oh, that's just them. Like, I'm not offended. Like, because sometimes I feel like with me, if I, when I look up the term sexual harassment, I've been harassed a thousand times. And I'm pretty sure you people that's listening have been harassed as well. But is it something that I feel like I need to speak about? No. I think for most people, right, and I don't want to sound like, oh, you know, I'm victim blaming or anything like that. But if, so I'm me, right? Actually, I'll give you an example. So... I remember working at a job, right? And <laughs> kind of going back to great sweatpants season. Um, I had on these sweatpants. And the girl looked right there. She was like, oh, I see you got something there. And, you know, laughed it off. Now, to me, whatever. Who cares? It's not that big of a deal. Like, you saw something. You think you saw something. Well, we know she saw something. But anyway, she saw something. <laughs> she said, um, 
she said what she said. And then I just laughed it off. So now, if I came out and said, okay, well, in 2008, when this took place, I felt like you should be you should be held accountable for your actions. Then I feel like we would have so many cases, right? Now, let's take it a step further. Let's just say she grabbed it, right? And said, oh, I want this to be mine. And I said, don't ever touch me again like that again. And if you do, we're going to have a problem. Now, to me, I've handled that situation, right? To me, that's me putting you in your place. Now, unless I the person feels comfortable, because I mean, uncomfortable, then I believe that maybe the person should be removed. But I do think that people make mistakes and sometimes people might just, because we're human. So sometimes you'd be like, ooh, you're single, I'm single. Maybe you're not single, who knows? Maybe you're, you're married and I'm married. And some people might just do stuff that's not appropriate. But you as the individual just say, hey, listen, don't ever touch me like that again. Like I felt very uncomfortable. I don't wanna have to get other people involved. Now, to me, that's your warning. I feel like now if it happens again, then yes, I should probably call you on, call the authorities on you or call the powers that be on you because of your aggressive behavior. I already told you to stop and now it's happening again. And now we have a problem. Or I, I just, so I guess I'm just trying to understand why do we bring it back up if you already had a conversation about it? Or if the person did it and they just never done it again? So is it like, what are you gaining from that? Or is it that we're just excusing the behavior and you feel like, well, I excused it and I, and I feel like something inside of me needs to bring it up again to make you feel like you should be held, you should, you should own it Say, this is what happened, and we're moving forward. But I probably have never seen you again in life, so I'm, I'm just confused. I'm kind of going back to the situation with the two of them, you know, with Chromo and the woman. It's just a little confusing, you know? It's really confusing. And I never want to blame the victim or anything like that, but... It's almost like, what were you looking for? Like, what were you gaining from this? Is this is it helping someone else? Maybe, possibly so. Because remember, we're all different. So somebody might feel like you saying something to them inappropriate. Oh, no, that's it. I'm going to HR. And we're going to have this handled today. But would that person probably be fired? I don't know. Maybe if it was a comment, maybe not. But if it was a grab, well, I'll tell you this. At the federal government, probably not. Because the shit that goes on there, you'll be surprised. Like, Whoa, <laughs> what's happening? And it brings me almost to the point of... So now I wonder if I should take this back to the guy. So I was, I'll was. i give you this quick story, then I'm going to head out. This. So I was working with this guy, and he... He would come into work. He always wore sweatpants, right? And he he was a shower. And someone came up to me and said, listen, he did something very inappropriate. He was literally erect and he grabbed it. And he didn't say anything to them, but she just felt like, why do you have me 
why are you grabbing your junk in front of me? And at the time, um, I was a supervisor, so I just pulled him to the side and I said, look, you don't want to have a sexual harassment case. She didn't say that she wanted to do, she wanted to go any further with it. She just knew that you and I were pretty cool and she wanted me to talk to you about it. So I said to him, I said, listen, you might want to wear different pants, right? <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? And now that I think about it, and I, I'm probably going to call him, but now that I think about it, that probably wasn't the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? To say wear different pants. Why should I have to wear different pants and your eyes are going towards my dick because it's just there? Like, I'm just wearing whatever I want to wear. Like, I should have to change my clothes for your liking, right? But also, I think that you have to be subconscious as well. So... Maybe you need to wear tighter briefs. Well, may that might not work, depending on what's going on. But may maybe you should wear shorts underneath your sweatpants. So then it's not so much movement or so much print showing, you know? Maybe that was the better thing to do instead of saying, maybe you should wear jeans. Or maybe you should wear this. Or maybe you shouldn't wear so tight around you. Because that's basically telling him what to wear. And at the time, I was just trying to avoid it because I felt very uncomfortable. And I didn't know how to bring it. I didn't know how to bring it to his attention, and it was just odd to me. And I didn't want her to have a problem, and then he have an issue, and it goes up the ladder. And the next thing you know, boom, this man is terminated. You know what I'm saying? And I told myself at the same time, I said, "You can't, you know, be grab like don't grab your thing in front of somebody else." Like, and I think what it is is because he now he's supposedly was straight. Because I remember one time he came to my desk and he was on the record. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you over here with a hard dick? I don't understand what you're doing. Like, you don't like men. Why are you over here? And he just thought it was funny. He was like, nah, like you, like, you know. I'm like, no, I don't know. But move away and come back when you got that together. But, um, yeah, I think, honestly, I probably told him the wrong thing. And I need to... Hopefully he's, well, he's working from home, I think. So hopefully, you know, he didn't change his outfits or his clothing. Yeah, hopefully so. Well, that's the show, guys. We've made it another week um, with Drew Presents. This was fun. I did get um, some questions. And I'm probably going to read it next show. I'm going to read a, the uh, email that I got next show. Because I didn't want to read it this show. Because I felt like this show, I wanted it to be a little light. Because I felt like last week it was a little heavy. And that top, what they're asking is a little heavy. So, um, I didn't really want to bring that up. I'm going to need some tea. Because shit, I'm, you know, I'm out of talking. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to bring a special guest next week. Because I feel like... You guys have had enough of me talking. You want to have a different voice pop up. So why not, right? Why not? Show the people some love. So I appreciate you guys for everything you do. I appreciate you guys for listening to me. I appreciate you guys for reposting, um, for sharing, for telling me to keep going, motivation. All of that, I definitely appreciate it. It's never... Um, taken for granted and I also wanted to say you know for anybody that's trying to start up start a podcast or think about starting a podcast I remember 
the first time I decided to do it, to do it, right, by myself, because I used to do it with a friend, um, I, I remember starting it, and I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about? And I remember, like, talking and, like, erasing and talking and erasing and talking and erasing, and now it's to the point where the content just flows. It's like, just talk. Like, yes, is it difficult to talk by yourself and not have somebody responding? It It really is. But it's crazy how as I keep going, I'm starting to almost master it. Like, it's simple. Like, you're just having a conversation with you guys, right? But you just don't have nobody talking back. But it's starting to get easier. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. Those first, those first few episodes, I don't even think the shows was even 30 minutes. It might have just been 20 minutes. And right now I'm recording, I think I'm almost at 40 minutes of talking by myself. Now, I'm probably going to edit some of this down, but I just wanted to share that with you guys that clearly I'm getting a little bit better. The topics, I'm going to try to get them a little juicy. I'm going to try to start having some segments and having some bloop, bloop things in here for you guys to laugh at because I want this to be, I want it to be funny. I want it to be, I want you to come here and say, I know I'm going to probably laugh. I know he's going to give me some important information this week or you know, I'm just going to say, Drew, he ain't nothing but a crazy mother effer. You know? That's, that's, I hope that's what you take away from it. Thank you.